Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa, as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text MONICA to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hey guys, I am Monica Crowley and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thank you so much for being with me on this Wednesday hump day. This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Don't forget to follow me on social media on Instagram at Monica Crowley underscore for photos, show clips, news about this show, news about me. Also on Twitter and Truth Social at Monica Crowley. Also, you can send me an email about this show, stuff that we cover on the show, things that are on your mind. Feel free just to send me an email to Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Again, Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Keep those emails rolling in. We're going to do some of them at the end of the show. Okay, a lot to get to today. Um, You know, on Monday on this podcast, I told you about what the Biden administration is plotting with the CCP-controlled World Health Organization. CCP is the Chinese Communist Party. They control the WHO, the World Health Organization. And I know that we're dealing with the alphabet soup here of nefarious organizations, but it's true. The CCP controls the World Health Organization, or the WHO. And I was telling you on Monday about what the Biden White House is doing to give up U.S. sovereignty to the Chinese and the WHO, who will then have total control over you and your family. You will not have control over your own health, nor will your doctor, nor will your mayor or governor or even your president or public health officials. Once this goes through, it will all be controlled by the CCP and Bill Gates, who also controls the World Health Organization. This is exceedingly dangerous. This is insane. It's all part of the Great Reset power grab, which, of course, the propaganda press is not covering. 
So I'm going to touch on that a little bit later in the show. Plus, we'll get into Biden's lies on inflation. We got another set of really bad inflation and and other economic numbers today. We'll get into the Supreme Court protests and Lori Lightfoot the mayor of Chicago, who has a hellscape on her hands and instead is tweeting about gay rights. So we're going to talk about that and again, get to your emails at the end of the show. But first, the Monica memo. The Republican establishment is actually worse than the Democrat communists. Why? Because at least the Democrat communists no longer pretend to be moderate or independent. Some of them pretend to be reasonable, like Biden or his attorney general Merrick Garland, but they are just as radical as their shock troops in the streets. You see these mobs in the streets outside the Supreme Court justices' homes, and you look at them and you think, oh, what a bunch of mutants. Yeah, yeah. That's right, they are, but guess what? So is your president and attorney general. They're just better at cloaking it. You know why? Because they've all been trained to appear to be more moderate and reasonable so that they can snow voters with their BS act. They realize they need to be in power. They need the levers of power in order to accomplish their radical agenda. And if you're a raving lunatic of the kinds that you see outside these Supreme Court justices' homes and in the BLM protests and the Antifa mobs, well, you're never going to get elected. And therefore, you will not have the ability to, in Obama's words, fundamentally transform the nation. So all of these people from Biden to Merrick Garland on down, they're all trained to appear more moderate and reasonable so they can get into office and then do their damage. They're all the same. And they're all on the same page with the same objective, which is to destroy the country and rebuild it as part of the Marxist Great Reset. But everyone now knows who and what they are what they're doing, and what they intend to do. There's not a big mystery about it anymore. Whereas with the Republican swamp, they're still pretending. They're still selling you a bill of goods about caring about you and the America we love. It's not true. Not only is it not true, they're interested in the opposite in helping the Democrat communists tear down the country. I'm not talking about MAGA. I'm not talking about ultra-MAGA, which we're also going to talk about. I'm talking about the Republican establishment swamp, the Mitch McConnells, the Kevin McCarthy's, okay, the Adam Kinzinger's and Liz Cheney's of the world. They're interested in helping the other side tear down the country. Remember early on in this podcast when I first launched it, I told you about how President Nixon once said to me, I have more respect for a true believing communist than I do for an American Democrat. I shared that story with you and I will continue to because it is so important and it's so accurate. Because at least the true believing communist tells you who they are and what they believe and what they intend to do. American Democrats now are right there with them. So 
I have more respect for them now than I do for an establishment Republican who is still trying to snow us over with their routine about, well, we care about you, we care about conservative principles, bull. Bull. They do not. Exhibit A, Mitch McConnell, Senate Minority Leader, he hopes to be Senate Majority Leader after November's elections, and he is ostensibly the leader of the Republican Party, at least on Capitol Hill. The actual leader of the GOP right now is Donald Trump. He's out of office, but he's endorsing left and right. He's winning races left and right. He is the leader of the Republican Party. But on the Hill, it's Mitch McConnell. So McConnell yesterday comes forward in front of the cameras and actually says that the most important issue in the world, in the world, right now is, drum roll please, Ukraine. Roll it. I think we all agree the most important thing going on in the world right now is the war in Ukraine. I had a chance to call the president last week and request that the Ukraine package move by itself and quickly. Uh, he uh, said, let me think it over. He called back in about 15 minutes and agreed that we need to do this uh, Ukraine only and quickly. I think we're on the path to getting that done. Discussions are underway between the House and Senate appropriators on the crafting of the package. It needs to be clean of extraneous matters directly related to helping the Ukrainians uh, win the war. Well, so there you have it. In his own words, the leader of the GOP on Capitol Hill believes that the most important issue in the world, in the entire world, is the war in Ukraine. Americans cannot afford groceries or gas. Americans have dwindling access to baby formula. But the ruling class is sending another $40 billion to Ukraine. And if you think that the Ukrainian people will see a dime of this, I've got news for you. And I got a bridge to sell you. This war, like all modern wars, is a money laundering operation for the ruling class. I mean, it's not a coincidence here that we're dealing with Ukraine, which laundered a ton of money and sent tens of millions to the Biden family. And God knows who else is getting rich off of all of the corruption out of Ukraine. Ukraine is one of the most corrupt countries on the face of the earth. This is not a coincidence that the ruling class on both sides is sending billions, tens of billions of dollars that we cannot afford and do not have to Ukraine. This is a money laundering operation for them. You think they give a flying wit about the Ukrainian people? Oh, Nancy Pelosi on the House floor the other day citing the Bible uh, when they were hungry. I fed them. This is why we're doing this Ukraine thing. Bull. This is about laundering money for them. The swamp always unites to put America last. And they're congratulating each other about it. And they're congratulating each other about it because they're enriching each other with it. These people are sadists. 
They don't give a crap about you. We're going to get into some of these economic numbers here in a minute. They do not give a crap about you. In fact, the exact opposite. They want you to suffer. The cruelty is the point. Meanwhile, the top issue for us normal Americans are as follows. And poll after poll shows that these are the top issues. I don't care if you're doing a CNN poll, a Rasmussen poll. All the polls show the same top issues for the American people. Inflation, the overall economy, gas prices, illegal immigration, and the wide open southern border, spiking crime, and COVID. That's it. You know what's not on that list of voters' priorities? Abortion. And yet the Democrats are going all in on that issue with their midterm strategy. Good luck with that. No one has abortion as the top issue or even a top issue, except for the leftist radicals, the mutants, who are about to light the country on fire this summer over this. The rest of us are panicked that we can't find baby formula or afford to feed our families, but the left is going wild over Roe v. Wade, and the Republican establishment is out there sending tens of billions of dollars to Ukraine. That's why I'm saying McConnell and the GOP establishment swamp isn't any better than the Democrat communists. And and I say they're worse because they're trying to pretend still that they care. Whereas the Democrat communists are like, no, we only care about transforming the nation into a communist state. McConnell and the GOP swamp focused on Ukraine? Come on, man. Other than that, Mitch McConnell is Johnny on the spot with being in touch with what voters want. All right, let's hit a quick break. When we come back, speaking of abortion, the Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, had some things to say about that subject yesterday. And I, having worked at the Treasury Department for nearly two years, I have something to say about that, which you will not want to miss. Sit tight. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double and the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy And you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me 
and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. All right, welcome back. Before the break, we were talking about the Ukraine transfer of $40 billion, which we do not have and cannot afford, to enrich and empower the ruling class even more than they already are. And I was talking about the top issues here for voters, abortion not among them at all. The radicals, of course, will try to make it so and try to flip the narrative going into November, and they're also going to light the country on fire and burn it all down this summer, prepare for another summer of love. But speaking of abortion, yesterday, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen testified before the Senate Banking Committee, and I was at the Treasury Department for uh, nearly two years, and so I would join Secretary Mnuchin for this kind of testimony on Capitol Hill all the time. And it's, you know, especially on the Senate side, it's a pretty significant event. Uh, there's a lot of preparation that goes into it. The cameras are usually there, especially if it's a hot button issue. But um, it, it's, a, it's an event. It's an event. Um, so she's there yesterday, Janet Yellen, and she really stepped in it when she decided to weigh in on abortion. Now, Secretary Mnuchin would have never in a million years waded into the abortion issue. But Secretary Yellen did by saying basically that poor people should not have children. If you're a poor, abort away. We don't really want those children. Society can't afford to support those children. We can afford to send $40 an additional $40 billion to Ukraine, ostensibly for their children. But our poor children, we can't afford society. It's too much of a drain on society, don't you know? So if you're poor, abort away, was Janet Yellen's message yesterday. This got Senator Tim Scott's attention, and I want you to listen to this exchange he had with her yesterday. Some of your comments in response to Bob's question I found troubling. Just for clarity's sake, did you say that ending the life of a child is good for the labor force participation rate? To the guy who was raised by a single mom who worked long hours to keep us out of poverty, I think people can disagree on the issue of being pro-life or pro-abortion. But in the end, I think framing it in the context of Labor force participation is, it just feels calloused to me. I, I think finding a way to have a debate around abortion in a meeting for the economic stability of our country is harsh. I'm just surprised that we find ways to weave into every facet of our lives such, such an important and painful reality for so many people to make it sound like it's just a, another 0.4% added to our labor force participation as a result of the issue of abortion just, to me, seems harsh. And well, I, I certainly don't mean to say what I think the effects are in a manner that's harsh. 
what we're talking about is whether or not women will have the ability to regulate their reproductive situation in ways that will enable them to plan lives that are fulfilling and satisfying for them. And one aspect of a satisfying life is being able to feel that you have the financial resources to raise a child, that the children you bring into the world are wanted, and that you have the ability to take care of them. In many cases, um, abortions are of teenage women, um, particularly low-income and often black, who aren't in a position to be able to care for children, have um, unexpected pregnancies, and it deprives them of the ability often to continue their education, to later participate in the workforce. So there, there is a spillover into labor force participation, yeah. but, and uh, it means that children will grow up in poverty yeah. and do, do worse themselves. Thank and you. Let me, let me is, just explain my time harsh. on the topic. This I, is the truth. I'll- wow, that was pretty amazing, right? Chills. That's the difference between someone who values life and someone who does not. Maybe if Janet Yellen focused more on her actual job, you know, of watching America's fiscal house, making sure America's fiscal house is in order because it's not. So she's supposed to be doing that job and she's making a hash out of that. And instead... She's focused on America's social problems and social issues, including the most controversial of them all, abortion. Maybe if she focused on doing her actual job instead of wading into these highly emotional, controversial social issues, she would be in better shape. If she's not talking about abortion, well, she's waxing poetic about climate change. I am still on the Treasury Department email list, so I can see all of the things that they're putting out, all of their statements, all of her testimony, all of their policies. And I am not kidding when I tell you that almost every single thing the Treasury Department is doing has climate change policy in there somewhere. It doesn't matter that it has nothing to do with her portfolio. The Marxist fundamental transformation of the nation has to happen at all costs. Listen to this bad economic news, because all of this is happening in the context of the deliberate destruction of the U.S. economy. Today, we've got the consumer price index number for the last month. And what it shows is an increase of 8.3% year over year in consumer prices, meaning You are paying higher prices for consumer goods, all the stuff that you buy. Those prices are higher over last year, over last April, by 8.3%. That is still a 40-year high and higher than expected. So when you're seeing headlines today like, oh, consumer prices unexpectedly rose, not unexpectedly, except to the morons leading us who are deliberately torpedoing the U.S. economy. You are paying consumer prices for all the stuff you buy. Those prices are higher by 8.3%. 
rent is up 5.2%. If you pay rent, you know what I'm talking about. And real wages are down, down 2.6%. So you are actually getting poorer because inflation is far outstripping any wage gains you might have. That's why I'm saying real wages are down 2.6%. This is the amount of money that you actually have after you get your income, but then have to do all these outlays for all your basic necessities and things that you buy. Your real wages are down 2.6%. This is the Biden economy. They don't care how much pain you're suffering. In fact, they revel in it. Because again, this is all deliberate. Last uh, GDP for the first quarter, and we reported this on this podcast, was negative 1.4%. Negative growth. The economy shrank by negative 1.4%. This is stagflation, a recession probably around the corner because Biden and the Democrats are driving the economy off a cliff on purpose. They want to spend even more, trillions more, but just look at this uh, ridiculous, destructive Ukraine package, right? They also want to raise your taxes. They're still talking about raising your taxes, And they just, like I said, sent tens of billions of dollars for an overseas war that really doesn't affect our interests. You know, President Trump gave Joe Biden the fastest economic recovery on record from any crisis, and he is deliberately wrecking that. And the institutions that are supposed to be saving us from this nightmare, they're spending their time on social justice and climate change. It's not just Janet Yellen and the Treasury Department. The Federal Reserve, monetary supply, that's their job. Stable prices and full employment. And by the way, the Fed has blown it on both of those scores over the last two years. They got two jobs. (laughs) You know the old saying, you got one job and you screwed that up? They have two jobs, to maintain price stability so you don't get inflation, and full employment. And they have done neither. You know why? Because they're so focused on climate change. The Fed and their partners, the European central banks, they've allowed this inflation thing to escalate because they've taken their eyes off the core mission and they focused instead on climate change as a, quote, urgent and systemic risk. Central bankers all over the world have been swerving way out of their lane. And if you listen to their speeches and their statements, like I did when I was at Treasury and like I still do, almost as many mentions of climate change as inflation. I mean, come on, man. Give us the days when the Fed wasn't so consumed with saving the planet with pie-in-the-sky nonsense and instead just did its job of keeping the dollar strong and stable so we can all afford to buy food and gas. But no, no, they veer off constantly because, again, Great Reset fundamental transformation of the nation. And it's not just Janet Yellen at Treasury. All of our government agencies now are infected with the social justice warrior stuff. 
In fact, just this week, the Attorney General, Merrick Garland, announced an Environmental Justice Bureau at the Department of Justice. Once again, this has nothing whatsoever to do with his job, which is criminal justice and prosecuting actual crimes instead of overseeing an FBI that makes up crimes against conservatives and Donald Trump and then goes after all of them, which we're going to get to here in the next block. No, he now is veering into environmental justice and is creating a whole new bureau in the DOJ to deal with it. While crime is spiking across the country, he, the attorney general, is focused on environmental justice. Again, this reinforces the point that they don't give a crap about you. They're protected. They've got their chauffeur and and driven cars. They live in gated communities or well-protected communities. They've got their own uh, security protection. They don't give a crap about you, whether you live or die, whether you thrive or not. They do not care. What they care about is the fundamental transformation of the nation here at home, which leads the Great Reset abroad. And that is centralized control and a surveillance state. And of course, there's more to it than that, but those are the top line things about the Great Reset and what is going on here at home. So you understand how all of these things fit together. Okay, before we move on, I'd like to welcome one of our fantastic new sponsors to the show, GenuCell. I've used GenuCell skincare products for years because they really work, and I've worked with GenuCell for years, and I can tell you what a wonderful company they are. My skin is super sensitive, and I don't know, I don't care really if we're talking about ladies or guys, if you've got super sensitive skin, GenuCell products are for you. I can't tolerate a lot of skincare products, especially retinols, which can be really harsh, but GenuCell has a brand new product called Ultra Retinol Cream that is so gentle on my skin, and it really works. GenuCell's new Ultra Retinol Cream with concentrated hyaluronic acid hydrates your skin at a cellular level, really deep, and it builds on that deep moisture with the incredible anti-aging effects of a natural retinol alternative. I'm telling you, it really works on my sensitive skin, and I can't get enough of it. So go to GenuCell.com slash Monica right now for up to 50% off the brand new Ultra Retinol Cream. You'll also get GenuCell's immediate effects for results in 12 hours or less. That's free with your order. So go to GenuCell.com slash Monica. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Monica. You will get free express shipping, free returns, exquisite customer service, and 100% money-back satisfaction guarantee. So go to GenuCell.com slash Monica. That's GenuCell.com slash Monica. Back in a flash. Okay, welcome back. I want to get into the role of the press with regard to two big stories. The protests outside the homes of Supreme Court justices 
And this story that is getting zero coverage, which is that the Biden administration is actively encouraging turning over U.S. sovereignty on public health, on anything related to a future pandemic, which of course we know they will fabricate and then carry out. He's looking to turn all of that power over to the CCP-controlled World Health Organization. He is actively doing that, and time is of the essence here, and yet we get crickets from the press. First, on the Supreme Court justice protests, the White House not only condones this, but is actually encouraging these protests. And by the way, the President of the United States still remains silent on this. Again, this tells you what their true objective is, which is to tear down all of America's institutions. Otherwise, a president of either party, seeing this kind of outrageous law-breaking behavior by these radical mutants in the streets, would say, we do not condone this. We ask that the uh, protests pull back and end, and we demand that, and we're going to put law enforcement, the DOJ, the FBI, whatever it takes to end these protests outside the justices' homes. But we've got none of that from the White House. We've got none of that from the President of the United States. It is outrageous and appalling, but also very revealing, right? Because it tells you exactly who they are, what they believe, and what they intend. They want this. They want the chaos because they need the chaos. And frankly, violent chaos is even more helpful to them and their agenda. So they, 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 they've got their fingers crossed behind their back that these kinds of things turn violent because it only helps them. So leftists can break the law all over the place, burn down our cities, destroy businesses, uh, scream at Supreme Court justices outside their house, uh, vote traffic. They can do all of this and they just skate on by because our law enforcement, our DOJ, FBI is shot through with this kind of corruption. But the people on our side, oh, well, that's a different story, of course, We get the book thrown at us if we even like jaywalk. January 6th, defendants are still rotting in jail, some without charges, some without due process, like this is some third world backwater petty tyranny, which in many cases we are. That's what we are because that's how the left is moving us in that direction, into a third world tin pot backwater petty tyranny. Case in point, there was a Georgia couple that was sentenced yesterday, I believe, for entering the Capitol on January 6th and taking a selfie. This couple was one of the first 100 people in the Capitol. They posted a selfie in there. They didn't do any violence. They didn't walk off with Pelosi's podium. They took a selfie. And the man got 45 days and she got 21 days in jail. So you see what I'm talking about? Case in point. Leftists, BLM, Antifa, they are burning the country down and they walk. But this couple entered the Capitol on January 6th, took a selfie, and he's going to jail for 45 days and she's going for 21. A healthy republic requires blind justice. This is why Lady Justice is blindfolded. It is the equal application of the law. We no longer have that. And we haven't for a very long time. 
We've got the unequal application of the law. And where the leftists skate and we get prosecuted and we cannot go on like this. We cannot. Something's got to give. Meanwhile, not one to miss jumping on the leftist bandwagon. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot tweeted the other day that the Supreme Court was coming next for her and her fellow gays. And she issued a, quote, call to arms. Well, first of all, and I mentioned this last night on Hannity, the draft opinion, the draft opinion, it's not even the real opinion yet, the draft opinion says multiple times that this only applies to the abortion issue and Roe v. Wade. It goes out of its way to say it does not apply to other social issues like gay marriage. Goes out of its way. So either this imbecile in Chicago did not read the draft opinion, in which case she's a moron, or she did read it and she knows what the facts are and she just doesn't care, which makes her a liar, which all leftists usually are. And maybe both. Maybe she's a moron and a liar, and that's the more likely scenario. Okay, that's number one. Number two, this quote, call to arms. You know, we've heard a lot about reckless rhetoric, especially with regard to January 6th. And we've got a whole commission with Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger sitting on it like useful idiots. Got a whole commission investigating that. Well, this call to arms sounds pretty insurrection-y doesn't it? Is this not an incitement to violence? On January 6th, President Trump called for a peaceful protest. Peaceful. That's not what this is. This is a call to arms. Literally a call to arms. And I guess that's cool again now, right? At least on the left, get away with it, no problem. Meanwhile, why doesn't she take care of her city? Last weekend in Chicago, six murders, multiple multiples more shot, over 200 murders in Chicago just since the start of this year. But this hack is spending her time tweeting lies about a draft SCOTUS decision and an incitement to insurrection. Again, we cannot go on like this, guys, cannot. Um, the, I want to switch gears here for a second because I, I want to continue to cover this because time is really of the essence here. I mentioned on Monday that the Biden administration is doing behind the scenes work to collude with the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, and their control over the World Health Organization or WHO. The propaganda press is keeping this from you. So I just want to touch on it so that you're aware and we will continue to stay on this because it's coming up, I think, next week or in two weeks uh, for a vote in the World Health Assembly, okay? So what's gone on is there is something called the World Health Assembly. There is also something called the International Health Regulations or IHR. Those International health regulations govern global health, and they work with uh, the UN, they work with Tedros, they work with um, the World Health Organization to standardize a global public health response, okay? So in January of this year, 
and nobody knows about this because, again, the propaganda press won't cover it. Um, In January of this year, the Biden administration submitted a number of amendments to the IHR. And the practical effect of those amendments would be to give up Americans' sovereignty on public health issues, particularly with regard to future pandemics. The Biden administration proposed them. It wasn't like China proposed them. It wasn't like China saying, hey, we think that the U.S. should give up their sovereignty, so we're going to propose these and suck the U.S. into it. No, the Biden administration is proposing giving up our sovereignty, our decision-making ability on public health, especially with regard to future pandemics. And, by the way, this supersedes all of these things that the, these international health regulations, they supersede the U.S. Constitution. Did you know that? I bet you didn't because, again, the press doesn't cover this stuff. The Biden administration proposed these things because they want the CCP and the WHO to have superseding control. The World Health Assembly is going to meet in Geneva from May 22nd to, through the 28th. It will vote on these amendments that the Biden administration has asked for. And if they pass, which seems likely because nobody knows about this stuff, so therefore there's not a lot of pressure to stop it, they will become international law. And then what? Once they're international law, you will have little to no control over how you respond, how your family responds, what you guys can do in terms of responding. Your your freedom of choice is going to be extremely curtailed. The Biden administration is voluntarily giving up U.S. sovereignty, giving up our decision-making ability to make our own public health regulations, rules, guidelines, etc., if a future pandemic hits, which you know it's going to, because they're already probably developing one. Now they know that they can use pandemics for political ends, political purposes, and everybody just complies. Well, if you thought compliance in the U.S. was bad in COVID-19, like, oh, we all just went along with it, just wait until the U.S. no longer has control over setting guidelines. And if you say, well, I live in a red state, Ron DeSantis is awesome, I won't have to wear a mask, I won't have to uh, get a shot that I don't want, I won't have to do any of this, wrong, wrong. You're going to have to do it all because the U.S. is going to be a signatory to this. And if the WHO, which is controlled by Bill Gates and the CCP, if they say you must wear a mask, you must get this experimental vaccine, you must do this and that, you must lock down like they're doing in Shanghai, where people are literally going crazy, literally committing suicide. That's what they want for us. That's what they want for us. And if this passes, we're we're sunk because we're going to have no more freedom of movement. We're going to be obliged by international law to do what the Chinese Communist Party is doing in Shanghai and what they want for the future. So this is completely outrageous and we're going to continue to stay on it because I'm not sure what we can do beyond reaching out to your member of Congress, calling them and politely telling them about these international health regulations, these amendments proposed by the Biden White House, 
get on your member of Congress, get on your U.S. senator, make them aware of this in a polite and and, uh, dignified way, make sure that they know about this, and then pull their attention to it. Send them emails, call their offices, draw their attention to this. That's the only way because the press certainly isn't going to cover it because they want this. Like all leftists, they want this. They want the power and control in a supranational, uh, international body controlled by the CCP. So reach out to your member of Congress, reach out to your U.S. senators in a very polite way, make sure that they're aware of this, call their attention to it, and we will continue to do that on this podcast. Okay, I'm Monica Crowley. We got your emails coming up next. Sit tight. All right, final segment of the podcast today. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Monica Crowley underscore and on Twitter and Truth Social at Monica Crowley. All right, if you want to send me an email and I read them all, so keep them coming, send me an email to Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com, Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. Lucky Boy writes, hey, Monica, please talk about the takeover of USA Healthcare via the United Nations, Tedros, and the puppet of the CCP. Well, we just did, Lucky Boy, and we will, we did it earlier this week. We will continue to stay on this story because it is completely outrageous. And as I said, you cannot count on the propaganda press to cover it. So thank you, Lucky Boy. Warren writes, Monica, sweetie. The sweetie is a nice touch, don't you think? Uh, When referring to Lizzie Warren, it's Focahontas, not the beautiful and patriotic Pocahontas. Please get that right. Thanks. And P.S., it's the Democrat Party, not the Democratic Party. Nothing Democratic about them commies, Warren. Well, that is true, Warren, and I do call them the Democrat communists, which I think is actually more accurate. Jen writes, hi, Monica, just subscribe to your podcast. Well, thank you, Jen. Mark Zuckerberg gave millions to the Center for Technology and Civic Life and the Center for Election Innovation and Research to ensure Democrats win in six battleground states in 2020. What are they doing now? Jen asks. How are they going to ensure Democrats stay in power in 2022? Democrats never stop cheating. This is correct, Jen. And we asked David Bossie about that when he was on the show a few weeks ago with his film Rigged. And he said some states are passing new legislation to keep that from happening again. But the big leftist money will always find a way. I mean, these are brilliant people in Silicon Valley, Valley, right? I mean, they're not, they're not the richest people on earth by accident. So my concern is that even if states pass this kind of legislation, they're coming up with new creative ways uh, to rig these elections like they did last time. Also, Jen, don't forget about COVID because they're already warning about a COVID outbreak in the fall. 100 million new infections, they're screaming as a way to, you know, keep up the fraud. Mail-in ballots, no vote ID, uh, election, uh, election months instead of election day, vote trafficking that we talked with uh, Dinesh D'Souza about. All of it's still there. And they're going to they're gonna cheat again. The question is how and where and, and how are they going to do it. And what's our side doing? I don't know. 
Your guess is as good as mine. The RNC says they're on it, but I'm not entirely confident about that. Thank you for your email, Jen, and thank you to everybody. Thanks to all of you guys for joining me today. I will see you back here on Friday. Brand new podcast. Have a great rest of the week, and I'll catch you on the flip side.